0: Awesome. Good to see everybody today. Let's stay together and stand these have a quick announcement to make. September so, 24th, which is a Saturday, is uh, Purdue Family Appreciation at 4 p.m. we we'll come out for a nice family day Cheryl and share what we produce. There'll be a meal with hamburgers and hot dogs with all the trimmings,
1: homemade ice cream bar and homemade cakes, family-oriented games we can play,
0: bring uh, your outdoor chairs and enjoy the fun, the time. Gift to basketball will be available for everyone to share cards and gifts with them Does that sound good? Remember that, September so, 24th, Saturday afternoon, okay? Praise the sacrifice, when there was some kind of response to God or some kind of approach to God in praise, it's not just to relax, let me praise you God, it's a a force from us to Him of praise, and to release that strong man in your life, it might take some praise, a sacrifice of praise from you to get a response from God. When David did a response to God, he went to praise. So we're going to sing this verse again. And it's for me, just as much as it is for y'all. Praise is a weapon. Release the strong man in your life today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait till it's not raining outside. Let's sing this again. One, two, three.
2: <laughs> 11.
3: do it anyhow, it's me that does it. And, and, and then God reminded me, he said, from week to week, you're speaking to a different group of people, there's different needs in that house, and I know what the needs are. I guess what I'm trying to say is God kind of just put me in my place, all right? <laughs> Let me know what I need to know. Let's go to first Samuel first chapter, chapter 6 is where I'm going to go this morning. And I want to talk about the power of the presence of God in our lives. His presence is so powerful. And there are people in this house today that you need his presence to surround you in a way that you've never known before, right now, or anymore. And so that's what God's speaking to us today. Let's go to verse 1. I want to take the time to read this. Now, the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines for seven months. The Philistines called for the priests and the divine saying, what shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to its place. So they said, if you send away the ark of God of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return it to him with the trespass offering, and then you will be healed. It will be known that you blind his hand. It's not removed from you. They said, what is the trespass offering which we shall return? Five golden tumors, five golden rats. Before the number of the Lord fill signs from the same plate was on all of you and on your Lord's. Therefore... Shall make images of your timbers and images of your rats, the ravages of the land, and you shall give glory to God, the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten the sand from you and your gods, and from your land. Why then did you harden their hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts when he did not things among you? Did he not let the people go that they might depart? The now therefore, that's where I want you to say, just make a new cart. Have two young cows which have never been yoked and hitch the cows to the cart. away from them. This is very important. Then you take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart. put those articles of gold that you're returning a trespass offering the church by its side, then just send it away, let it go, and watch. If it goes up the road to its own territory, to Beth Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. But if not, then we shall know that it is not by his name, the Lord, that struck us. It just happened to us by chance. It was a coincidence. Then the men did so. They took the two milk cows, they hitched them to the cart, shut up their cows at home, and they set the ark of the Lord on the cart with the chest of rants and images the of tumors. Then the cows headed straight for the road, Beth Shemesh, and went along the highway Lord, as they went. They did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. The Lord's the Philistines went after them with the border of Beth Shemesh last verse, Now the people of Beth-Shemesh were reaping their harvest, sweet harvest in the valley. And they lifted their eyes, and they saw the heart, and they rejoiced to see it. Today I want to ask you a question. I wonder what would happen if we spent an allotted amount of time every single day, and all that we focused on in that moment or those moments was having the presence of God with us that's all you focus on his presence his lord in that room in that place in that vehicle wherever you are in your office but in that moment you all you do is focus on having his presence surround your life and come into that room that you are in what would it do for your So what I'm telling you is that while I'm on the mountain you recall this he's on the mountain you have to excuse me today my boss has given me a bit i've for three weeks but the lord's help i want you to listen moses goes up to the mountain when he gets to the mountain he's in the presence of god the glory cloud is all over the place the children of israel down here he's on the high mountain and they're looking up there there's lightning and there's thunder the glory of God is all around. But it must be nice to be in the presence of the Lord like that. And Moses is in this presence. And God says, God said, you know what, Moses, I'm glad you asked, because ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall not Back by of parts, you'll see from behind the glory of God. You talk about intimacy, it is our lack of focus, ladies and gentlemen. We simply choose to act as if He is not there. This leads us to self-complacency, to which is self-satisfied but we don't need anybody else but ourselves. It leads us to apathy. Do you know what apathy is? That is simply. You know, I don't make it a point to call people every Sunday when they miss church. I'm like that guy. I went to a church like that and I hated it. I mean, my you goodness. Know, sometimes people need a break. Sometimes people need to go on vacation. Sometimes they need to be with their family, right? I understand. I get it. It's crazy out there. You've got to take a break when you can. I get that. Thought about But I remember picking up the phone right after COVID. Numbers are down. And I was just getting frustrated, and I said to myself, I'm going to call some of these people. Uh-huh. They're going to know. I'm going to say here I called one person, talked to them, said, hey, just want to know what's going on. And I've been kind of worried about you. You, know, you used to kind of come to the Sunday morning, early service, and you'd be with your class, and then you'd come to church to come to notice, and you just, just had to come with the issue. Do you know what the response is? It's not that we're on vacation. The response was, we've just gotten slack. Do you know what that tells me? Are y'all ready for this? It's a lack of having the presence of God intimately in their life. Because when you have Christ in your life in an intimate way and His presence is with you and you are praying for His Lord They have lost the literal presence of God in their life. They lost the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. It is not just a symbol of the presence of God; it is the presence of God. The Philistines, the enemy, has stolen away the presence of God. Satan's stupid. So he knows how to get your time. I don't know if I should. It. He knows exactly what makes you tick. He knows exactly where your weakness is. He knows exactly what to do. You know, I got a little bit of ADD. Brian, right? don't you dare laugh. <laughs> the other day, I was sitting there and I walked into my, to my um, kitchen. And I'm sitting there working and stuff. I'm rambling too much. I need to get my sermon. But I was sitting there and I was doing something. And I was, ah, oh, and I saw something go off my phone. And I said, oh, that's headline by news. I didn't see that. And I'm reading it. And I, and, I, and I finally get finished. I stopped and I thought, what oh, the Lord is do doing here? And then I turned around and I oh, oh you can't get your Bible out here. That's what it was. The distractions are always going to be there. They have lost the bread. God, Satan stole it from them. I'm telling you, I have sensed in my spirit that there is something greater than simple decline going on in the United States of America. I have sensed in my spirit that there is an assimilation that is taking place right now. As a matter of fact, when you look at the Middle East, it's always been, but it is getting worse and worse. Hatred is over there. Persecution. Especially of Israel. If I read, you can get a hold of nuclear weapons, the first place they were trying to send them is to God's people, Israel. The first thing they did. And they're working towards it right now. We see believers all around the world. They're being persecuted for the cause of Jesus Christ at a higher level than any need- people in here. The coalition that we are watching right now unfold before our very eyes. Now you can turn the blind eye and you can keep on being distracted and you can this has been thousands Has been stolen from the people of God as a result. They're facing plagues and famines, suffering all these horrific tragedies. One of the Bill signs has this bright idea and says, Let's figure out if this is God or not. Perhaps this is natural, coincidence, or either what's happening is supernatural, all these judgments coming on us. We're unclean. We're not serving Jehovah God. We, we, we don't serve the symbol of God that these people. The Ark of the Covenant that they worship is God. We don't recognize this as God. So they come up with a bright idea. And they say we're going to build a new cart. And what we're going to do, we're going to put an Ark of the Covenant on that new cart. We're going to take two mother cows. Everybody with you, Who are getting suck to two little cows. That's baby cows. They're getting to and what we're going to do, we're going to separate them. Because naturally when you do that, what happens? That cat goes crazy. That mama gets out of control because she wants to get to her baby. So they come up with this idea that we're going to break the natural bond of things and we're going to separate them. We're not going to drive it with a whip. nothing driving these cows but the president. True to God's plan, these cows went against their motherly instincts. Everything in those mother cows that wanted to go back. It is yearning for their own flesh. But the presence of God had even come upon the cows. So I said, well, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I know. You love things. <laughs> but it sounds kind of dumb that they standing there and dunked. like, what do you think you're doing? Why are do you straight at me? The presence of They want to no know part of the consequences. They are fighting a fight that they know they cannot win. I want you to know exactly what they did. When this happened, they turned around and said, We have got to go back home. I'm going to say to somebody today that when you get in your closet and you begin to pray and God begins to show up, it will put David said, I'll put a thousand of said, Even the spirit of us have that make you to walk towards what is right." This is the only true way to experience His presence and His fullness. We live in this world. This world is full of filth, but Everything in the natural world gravitates towards the fact that everything happened is trying to make us gravitate towards the world. This trans agenda they got going on, these poor kids, four, five, six years old, trying to figure it out, don't know what their name is. God forgive us. God forgive us. You talk about abomination. Listen, all this is private folks. All this is private. See, for all you people that think that America's a big end-time player, I'm afraid you're wrong. You're what I say I'm not saying I know it all. Perhaps I know I don't. But I'm telling you, we're down a road of degradation after a while, we're going to get so far away that even Sodom and Gomorrah are going to look beautiful to us. I read about gays in Sodom and Gomorrah. I never read no transgender person. I'm a woman who came out of that message. It's our culture. And it is gravitating us towards these things. A matter of fact, when, when you're going to be watching Annie Griffith on that television this week, and it it's about to come on. You you're watching Andy Griffith, how of you like Andy Griffith? If you don't like Andy Griffith, they start wrong with you. I'm serious, like, you need a therapist for sure. I mean, it's just good. Good, and white TV like it was meant to be. with the rabbit ears on top. We sit there watching lap of my handy grip and all of a sudden we go to a, a commercial, whatever it is, for some kind of drug, right? Some new drug. And they sit there and it's about gangs. is all it's about. They're trying to give you this drug. So if you keep yourself protected. I'm sitting there thinking, really. Really? And there's trans all over there and they got. Transgenders going to schools and dancing on stages for children and reading them storytelling. That happens in our school. You better hold on because Pastor Jimmy. is going to be up okay. there and I'm telling you if I'm going to be there. Then the transgender's in there reading my baby a Cinderella story. <clears> throat>
1: <Without> throat>
3: Because I want them to know what? We can try to shelter them and keep them from the world. But let me tell you something, man. If we don't train them and teach them, I promise you there's some little potty now fourth grader at school that'll do it for you. Well, I feel like preaching today. I'm doing the spirit about to have a little Expect to come to church and God show up in his house. It's not just when a song's going on and it hits just that right peak and everybody's on perfect property and it's sounding so good and the glory of hits us. I'm talking about an everyday encounter that when the music showed up in an incident and the power of his presence that's filled. Listen to me. Listen to me. The moments that I've had with God. Oh Lord Jesus, in my life, I need it. You need it. This is it. I'm telling you this now. It's not even 12 o'clock. I've told y'all this before, and uh, so hear some of you here, some of you won't. Know, it don't matter. So I'll tell you again. It's not my dear sister Hazel. I love sister Hazel. Sister Hazel the best in the church for about what 40 years. And I used to go to church. Sometimes she a story. and I'm like, I've already heard that. But then i realized there's some people out here that have heard that story. My master, pastor, was here for 38 years. I heard some of the same stories, same story. And I've written them my whole life, right? It's bound to happen. So guess what? It's bound to happen for you too. Well, I'm sitting there thinking I'm saying, what is the most intimate moment that you, speaking of men, have ever had before? I want you to ask yourself that. Just think about that. it. took me a where it was. I walked through different storylines in my mind and said, so well, I remember when that happened. God was good. I, 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 I remember being in that service when my mom died. I, I, I was right there and I remember the song of the sun. I remember the peace of God when he hit me. I remember that. When well, gathered by the river, I remember that, Chester.
1: I had some great
3: moments. I took my sword to my sweet, burned up like a grandmother did. That told me the story about any generation of dead. I thought, man, that was a great moment. I will never forget this. it. Absolutely great in my life. But God began to them. And that's not your moment. My moment. And, of I'm not giving faced to the right
1: now.
3: Kill it. Kill it. You got to kill it.